Welcome to the T2 Hubcast. Join T2 and guests as they discuss all things personal and professional development. The T2 Hubcast, brought to you by the People Performance People. So welcome to the T2 Hubcast with me, Martin Johnson. And myself, Scott Morrison. Scotty. How are you doing? I'm good, mate. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. What are you good. laughing at already? Uh, nerves, mate. Nerves. <laughs> nerves. So, podcast, 30 minutes. We're going to get stuck into a really juicy topic. Something me and you have been talking around for a while. Yeah. Something we've been brainstorming. Something we've both experienced. You mm-hmm. more lately than me. Yeah. So I think it'll be really good to um, to chew the fat on it. But also, there are clients that we're working with at the minute who are facing similar situations. There's certain people who are going to be facing this situation. But I think for anybody in an organization or team... Um, this will be an incredibly useful podcast potentially for the future because you may encounter it. Yeah, I think it's an eye-opener. It is. So what we're going to talk about is a topic, what we're calling organizational snakes and ladders, when power dynamics change for an individual. So let me just set the scene on that, Scott. It's where in your career, you are rising, imagine snakes and ladders, you're rising the ranks by climbing the ladder. Yeah. And you're getting better and better, more experienced, higher promotions, whatever it might be. So you work your way up to a certain level of hierarchical influence or autonomy or status, let's call it. And that's great, right? But what about the snakes? What about when a member of your team who you've coached and mentored for a number of years becomes a peer of yours and then surpasses you and you have to report into them? It's almost like you feel like you've gone down the snake. Or what about when you've been demoted, right? What about when a a department's been, you know, um, reorganized and all of a sudden you, you're you operating at a level be- below what you was before. Mm-hmm. Um, that's called organizational snakes and ladders. We now have a, a, a position in an organization or a team which carries less status and influence and power. Yeah. What about, you know, there's also other examples where you may have been in a, a career for 10, 20 years. You've worked your way up to the top. You're a big fish. And then you decide to have a complete career change and try something new. And although that presents opportunity, it also means you're starting back at the bottom. Yeah. Same thing. It's when individuals experience a change in their career in power dynamics. Yep. So first question, Scott, I think we've both made big decisions in our life where this has happened to us. Um, You've got some probably experience in the last six to 12 months, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not even six to 12. I mean, the key focus now is in the last three months working with yourselves, huge changes, huge difference, different mindsets and and trying to think of different things to, to overcome that. You know, ultimately, the difference here is this is my choice to what we was talking about with the snakes and ladders. It's me that's made that journey change. Yeah. And to put context on that, Scott, you spent the best part of 25, 30 years, yeah. 25 years in, you know, in industries where you rose the ranks, you knew it very well, you were responsible for a lot of people, you were driving, you know, on behalf of the management and leadership teams, you was responsible for driving ultimate revenue and results, knew it really well, trained everybody, mentored everybody, yeah. comes to T2, completely different industry. And I know in your words, it's like, I feel like a rookie again, but that and this comes to the model that we'll talk about in a minute that was a choice mm-hmm. sometimes people find themselves in positions where their power dynamic has changed not through their choice no. which is a different thing so let's let's get into the model and then we'll just 
brainstorm it and see if we can give some tips and advice. Let's go. So the, the model of hierarchical change looks like this. There are two avenues. There is an avenue by choice where you, like we said, you say, I'm going to do this because I, I understand what it means, but it presents opportunity for me. Usually that person will be in what we call a challenge state. I'm up for the challenge, you know, and I'm making these decisions for a certain reason. They'll feel relief sometimes that they've broken the cycle of monotony or they're taking on a new challenge or ambition. But generally, someone who knows they're going to be going down, even in the same organization, I just want to change departments. I want yeah. to learn a new skill. I don't want to do this anymore. Some people go into positions of leadership and go, it's not for me. I'd rather just be on my tools. Mm. I'd rather just be a member of the team. So when it's through choice, people will feel relief, opportunity, and a challenge state. Agreed. Let's go to the other side of the fence, though, of the flow diagram. Yeah. What about when it's not through your choice? What about when you get pipped to the post by someone who's risen the ranks quickly underneath you? What about if you get demoted due to a reorganization or reshuffle? Mm -hmm. What about when your status changes? Or I see it in leadership teams a lot where the chief exec decides that they don't want as many people reporting into them, so they they create another layer of management. So you was once a peer to these people, but now you've got a dotted line into them. Yeah. That's an interesting dynamic. Well, these people will experience a threat state. Oh, 100%. They'll feel at risk. These people will build resentment potentially for the organization or for the change. And these people generally will feel rejected. Am I not good enough? Why is it me? Whatever it might be. Yeah. So I think if, um, if we think about it like that, um, so that's pre-change, but to finish off the diagram, the flow diagram, what we've discussed, isn't it, Scott, is interesting that post-change, whether it's your choice or not, whether you've made the call or not, everybody will experience the same three things, which we call the three I's, yeah. which is a lack of influence that I once had, yep. an inability to impact, and an increase in my insecurity because I don't hold the position and status that I once did. Yeah. Would you agree on that? I would. And, and I think for people who are saying, but it's your choice, you've made that decision. How is that the case? It is still the case. I'm in that situation. And, and you, the, the key function here is whilst you're in control, there are still changes that you might not have accounted for in your day to day. Mm. And even in communication, we'll talk about it shortly, but just those three, them three areas there, there is definitely a shift that, that can be felt on both sides. So let's take them one by one. One of the reasons, whether it's through choice or not, that we're going to feel uh, unsure or whatever it might be is a lack of influence. You mm -hmm. know, there's no doubt about it. If you lose a certain status or power dynamic in a hierarchical structure, or you just lose, you know, the level of knowledge and skills, yeah, you're going to feel a lack of influence. Well, your world order changes. It's like the law of the jungle. If you're not the lion, you're not top of the food chain. You yeah. know, and, and that's how people can view it, that ABC. So if we use me as an example, from what you've just said there, being at the peak of a, a big sales team, wearing huge responsibility, responsible for a million pound a month in relation to targets, chasing that down and then breaking that, that target down into sections, distributing that worth across the team, holding that, then mentoring the change process that goes through the days, managing all of the, the intricacies of what that day can bring to achieve that goal for the 50 people involved, as an example, you're at the top of that pyramid. You're communicating down through that pyramid for whatever level it could be, whether it's HR, whether it's recruitment, whether it's the sales team, whether it's the agents themselves. 
there's a lot of things there and you're you're like the hub people are coming in whether it's for advice whether it's just for a chat whether it's for self-assurance we, we talk about different people needing different so things. you feel influential you are because you've you got can, a big saying yeah. everybody's there be that yeah. right or wrong your influence is peaked if you like in that role because people feel the need to report in or confirm what they're doing right fire so what you're sort of saying there scott and it's in it's bang on is what challenges people when they move down an organization or in a team from a group and power dynamics perspective is you don't necessarily have the same level of influence and if you've chosen to do something completely different Mm -hmm. then you don't have the skills and knowledge to even be influential anymore so it's almost like starting again on building that knowledge base and that skill base but yeah the lack of influence will trouble people and this is the thing about the, the, the mind map, the flow chart that we just put up there around, you know, how this thing works out, whether you've made a choice about this change or not, but it's been done to you or you've made the choice, whether you started off optimistic or pessimistic and resentful, mm. you're both going to experience the fact that we're going to have a lack of influence or, or a lesser uh, degree of influence going forward. Sure. 100%. All right. Second I, Scott, is impact. Mm-hmm. So yes, we can't influence others and have influence on decisions and outcomes as much, but also we have an inability to actually impact what it is that we're trying to do, um, whether it's for customers, whether it's for internal team members and departments, whatever it might be. So we can become troubled again that we feel like we're having no impact. We're not. We're not. We're going through the motions. We're ticking boxes. We're not absolutely driving impact like we once was. Yeah, it's it's earning something, isn't it? I think like if you look at where the impact of former role to current, if I do it that way, former role, you know what you're you're doing, you know what your impact is, you know how you're driving the day. I'm coming away from that to starting on something like I said before, rookie. What is my impact? What am I doing for somebody? It's I'm, I'm bag carrying, I'm water carrying. Do you know I'm not? I'm not at the height I was. I didn't earn the situation. It wasn't wholly mine to share and, and boss. And I also think the reduction in impact is, is an interesting one because if you're used to operating at a certain level with a certain level of vis- visibility, impact and contribution, for example, you're working on a senior leadership team and you're in exec meetings talking about transformation and strategy and you're talking about where we're going to spend our money this year and we're talking about making a difference for our employees Mm -hmm. and impacting culture if you've been doing that for a certain period of time and then all of a sudden you find yourself providing the numbers the data and the statistics to somebody to be able to have those conversations then your level of impact has significantly decreased and once you've experienced it at a high level it's really hard to get excited over your new level of impact, isn't it? Agreed. So, so it's it's a really interesting dynamic that actually, once you've had the sort of the experience, once you've had a sniff of what true impact is at a high level, crunching numbers, providing spreadsheets, and doing and being a dotted line into the people who do that is no longer a self-fulfilling. Listen, there's no there's no better feeling. And, and it's different people have different things, but there's no better feeling than being in a in a big debate, a big brainstorming. You, you're trying to find new channels of revenue. You're trying to look at how you save money, how you, you know, your profit and loss is working. And, and you're going through the team of all the key things. And the CEO turns and goes, Scott, what's your idea on that? It's worth something. 
they know they're carry, you're carrying a, a, a motion to help this person make a decision that's going to be impactful on the business moving forward. Yeah. You're no longer in that seat. Yeah. And, and although people will tell you, and we will, you know, because a, a good boss, if somebody's, if somebody's moved down the pecking order, if somebody's been shifted sideways, or if a layer's been put between you and what once was, a good boss will try and get to that person and and, and convince them that nothing changes and you're still yeah. going to be influential and impactful and all the rest of it. The reality is it won't feel like that to the person oh. unless they are absolutely in the direct line of doing what they were doing before. It won't feel like that. They'll notice know? the difference because the, the the volume of conversations will die away. Mm. So, you, you know, you start to just fade off into the and the And the, the level of meetings and, you know, your physical presence will will be diluted yeah, as well. 100%. Absolutely. Okay, let's come to the last I on these three I's then. Um, it'll, there'll definitely be an increase in personal insecurity. Yeah. And I think of the three. I think some people who have moved down in organizations or have moved and have therefore experienced a different level of uh, influence and impact. I think some people can deal with that and they get their heads around that. And we'll talk about that in a second. But I think this the inner insecurity it creates in an individual is the hardest bridge to cross. Would you agree? Yes. I think uh, you've gone from um, knowing everything, you know, to, to starting afresh being at the bottom ladder, you're having to re-engineer who you are in this new environment, in this new team, in this new role. Your craft skills are minimal. Um, and and as a result, you, you're starting from square one, from being, you know, the all-knowing, the all-seeing, the all-dancing, if you like, to being that person. I'm chasing people to ask questions. Yeah. Nobody's chasing me to ask questions. Or, or... And that's if you've moved to something new or if you've just been demoted back to where you came from two years ago, you've suffered the same level of insecurities for a different reason in the fact that actually now you're back to doing something that you thought you'd surpassed, that you can do your eyes closed, that no longer floats your boat and gives you fulfillment. In in both in both scenarios, it'll create a level of in, inner insecurity about your self-worth. 100%. And, and, and on that, if you're still in the same place, but you've gone back two steps, whatever that might be, there'll be new ways of doing that. Mm. So you don't actually know it anymore because it's evolved. So, you are so you're relying back. on people below you, which makes you feel even more inadequate. And now they're wondering, how was you above me in the first place? <laughs> Insecurity at its highest, like, uh, you know. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I think that's a really interesting point. And I think, um, you know, this is a really difficult scenario. I, I've coached and mentored quite a few people where this scenario has played out for them. And it's really difficult to coach people around this because at the end of the day, when you think about it, when you arrive through that model, like we said, yeah. there's a hierarchical power shift. It's either by choice or not. Uh, that will create instant optimism and challenge state and you know uh, relief, or it will create instant threat state, resentment, and you know a lack of self-worth. But post-change, both of those scenarios will end up what we're saying here with the three eyes. Yeah. You've reduced your influence, right? Lack of impact, and you've increased your level of insecurity. Mm -hmm. But really, at the bottom of that funnel, there's really only two options. You either stay and say, right, I'm going to work through this, and I'm going to reset and go again. Yeah. Because I can see opportunities for me. I'm, I'm either 
or I'm going to go. I cannot operate at this level or with this change, so I'm going to vote with my feet and leave. Yeah. And the people who have made a change on their own accord might go back to the comfort zone. And the people who have it's been done to them might just vote and leave the organization and try and find a job at a level with status and power that they had before. Yeah. That they're the two options really, aren't they? Yeah, I mean I think And that's what I I know it sounds bad, Scott, but when I coach people who are suffering from this, you've got to be brutally honest and say, Look, you've got two roads here. You either find a way through this and deal with the three eyes. Or you vote with your feet and you go mm. somewhere else and have fulfillment. Yeah. But if you're going to stay, if you do the former and you're going to stay, there's a couple of principles you've probably got to get your head around. Oh, yeah, definitely. Number one, you've got to accept it. You've got to yeah. accept your new level of influence. Not easy, but you've got to sit down and go, okay, this is where I'm at. And from the button, two options. So if it's your choice... Essentially, it's in your control. So you've made that choice. So earn that choice. Do you know what I mean? You, you, you've got to look at the short-term loss for the long-term gain because at the point of you making that decision, originally there was a plan to it. So yeah, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's different. It may be not being what was expected, but the overall goal is still the same. So you are just going to have to tie your shoelaces and get you know, yeah. involved. So as you say there, that's if it's your choice. Yes. If it's not your choice... Here's what you've got to do. You've got to accept the reasons why this has happened. Mm -hmm. If you feel it's unjust, if you feel it's political, I don't think you're ever going to get over it. If you feel like there's a reason, a rational reason for it, either, you know, maybe someone who's picked me to the post or has overtaken me is an absolute rock star and they deserve it. Yeah. Or maybe... I haven't been my best of late. Or maybe, you know, um, I am going to be, I am thought of in the organization, but maybe there's something different for me here. You've got to accept the reasons as why it's happened. Yeah. Because if you feel it's unjust or political, I don't think you're ever going to get over it and be your best. It's personal. It's personal. And you're not going to, if you feel like actually when all said and done, as much as I really feel vulnerable right now, and I really feel a little bit, uh, you know, like unneeded and unappreciated, I actually see how this has worked. I actually can see that that guy or that lady who has overtook me is, is an absolute rock star and they deserve it. Or we've had a reshuffle and it's better for the organization that I have a dotted line into somebody else now. If you can accept it and understand the rationale behind it, then you can reset and go again. Definitely. If you can't, vote with your feet. It's mm-hmm. got to gotta be, right? Yeah. Um, so acceptance of the influence, the change in influence is the first step. Number two, you've got to then get realigned with your clarity of what my impact is now. It might not be what it was before. I might not be able to drive the impact that I did before, but what can I impact now at this level or in this job role? What is my contribution, my impact? That's the key word. What is your contribution? Because I think that's what people want. They want to be worth something that's the contribution. So yes, I would say that. And the changes is key to what you can swap one with. Yeah. Number three, uh, once you've got that, and assuming you can have that, you need to then, if you've got clarity over your contribution and your new level of impact, you've got to align it with your then your purpose and motivators, you know, the work we do at T2. Mm-hmm. So is this going to fulfill me? Yeah. You know, I'm this type of person. This is what floats my boat. This is where I get my reward from, my motivation from. Is my new level of impact going to fulfill that? And if the answer is yes, then you're well on your way to resetting and going again. And actually, you'll probably feel good about it. 
And then lastly, number four, which is an interesting one, Scott, I think you've got to re-engage in building trust and rapport with your stakeholders and the people around you. Yeah. Too many people seemingly make the decision that they're okay with it and that they're going to they're gonna reset and go again, but they're still building resentment. They're still, um, what's the word? They're still holding grudges. Yep. They've still not fully cleared it. Carrying baggage. And it impacts their ability to build the right levels of trust and rapport with the stakeholders in order for them to go again. Mm-hmm. So I think re-engaging through trust and rapport is definitely the fourth principle um, of actually, if you're going to stay stay with the change, you got to do that. One hundred percent. And and they've. I think the the real idea here is, even if they don't do it here, wherever they go next, they've got to start there. You you made an interesting comment. Me and Scott was talking about this, and I said, well, maybe you don't have to, you know, do that if you vote with your feet and you go and land a job at the same level you was last time, right? Let's mm-hmm. say, let's say, for example, you're a CFO in an organization and they bring in, the, the, the organization grows and you've grown with it and became the CFO, but you're still young and yeah. learning. And they make the choice that they're going to bring in a big hitting, you know, corporate CFO because the organization requires that now, mm-hmm. which means you're going to be the number two financial controller. Yeah. That's an example of what we're talking about here. That's where you've been in that position of influence and you've just been moved down a level because the the, the business, the organization or the team needs somebody a bit more senior. Mm. So let's say then you go, right, I'm not having this. I'm going to go look for CFO jobs and you land one. Yeah. You Your point was you're still going to have to go through this process of lack of influence, inability to impact and insecurity because you're a rookie newbie in a new organization, learning their ways, their culture, their people. 100%. This process is just continuous. So whether you make that decision on your own or you are pushed down that route and, like you say, you fight or flight, you stay and give it what you've got and and get back on terms or you leave and go somewhere else, this process still applies to you. Yeah. 100%. So let's loop round and recap what we've discussed, Scott, and we can throw anything else in the mix with the last few minutes. Organizational snakes and ladders is when the power dynamics, the hierarchical status of an individual changes. Yes. And that can be for multiple reasons. However, generally, if you it'll be um it'll be as a result of two things. It'll either be your choice because you're choosing to change where you go, organizations, or you're choosing to change internally, or you're choosing that leadership's not for you and status is not for you and you want to move down, or it will be not through your choice. It will be as a result of a a decision made by that business or organization that actually this is the best thing for these reasons. Um, If you go, if it's through choice, usually that results initially in a challenge state mindset of the individual. It creates opportunity for them and usually they're relieved or they're looking forward to it. If it's not through choice, then that person might feel a threat state, at risk, resentment, and rejection. 100%. But what we said then is in both of those scenarios, once the change takes place, once you're actually in the new role or in the new position that you're in, both of those 
uh, scenarios will still create the same three outcomes, which is the three eyes, which is you'll experience a lack of influence than you once had, an inability to impact at the level you once had, and an increase in your personal insecurity and self-worth. And, you know, what we discussed, therefore, is doesn't matter if it's your choice or not. If this happens to you, if you've experienced organizational snakes and ladders where you've you've gone up the ladder, up the ladder, cross up the ladder, and then down, mm-hmm. you've got to deal with the three eyes. Yeah. And um, in order to do that, what we've said there, Scott, is the four principles are we've got to accept our new level of influence. If that's through your choice and you've moved, you've got to... Um, you know, you've got to absolutely accept that you're a bit of a rookie. You know, you've got to learn new <laughs> skills and knowledge. Yeah. If it's not through your choice, you've got to accept the reasons as to why it's happened and actually rationalize them and go, I get it. I'm not happy about it, but I get it. We then said number two, clarity of impact. We've got to realign with what is it that my contribution is now? What is it that I'm here to do and that I can possibly impact through my contribution? Number three, then you've got to align that with your motivators and purpose. Yeah. Is it going to fulfill me or not? You know. And number four, we've got to start re-engaging and building trust and rapport with people and not let it fester or hold grudges. Mm-hmm. If you can do that, it's highly possible that you can go up, 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 across, down a snake in an organization and then start climbing again. It's highly possible. It's a rebrand <clears throat> yeah. of yourself what you know and you talk about what's your brand what's your what do you bring that's what it is it's a rebrand it's not over you know it's it's a learning mm. you know you might find yourself on a completely different journey coming back up and you might come up the other side of the business you know so and there's another thing to mention here scott right it's not always about climbing back up some people like i say if they've made the choice or it's actually been done to them sometimes that we use the word relief Sometimes they they would never go back there if you offered it them because they've realized that actually taking on that level of responsibility or pushing myself in my career that much just caused me too much stress. My mental health suffered. I was a workaholic. It impacted my life. So actually the re- net result of the coming down the snake for me is I'm happy here. Yeah, you can. Do you know can, what I mean? Yeah, some of the outcomes could be clearly work-life balance. Like you say, you know, peace of mind, less stress, less hours. You know, you might find that calm resolution within yourself and you might even be better for it. So the first question you've got to ask yourself in post-change is, am I happier? Mm. Is this better for me? If it's not, you've got to follow the process we've said. If it is, it was exactly the right decision, Mm. right? So, but I think, you know, most people, if I coach them and it's been done to them and they're ambitious and driven and they want to have status and climb the ladder and achieve big things, it's really difficult to swallow. Mm. almost feels like a failure, almost feels like a backward step. And what we're saying here is there is only two outcomes. You either vote with your feet and go and find something with the same level of hierarchical status and position elsewhere, or you reset through managing the three eyes, through working on those four principles and through building and going again. Would you be able to put a time limit on it, do you think, for how long you gave yourself in that scenario? What about resetting and going again? I think that's a hard question to answer. I think that would be diff, diff, differ from organisation to from situation to situation. But certainly, I think those people who are who are committing to acknowledging what's happened and going again, yeah, I think they'd like to probably see some level of climbing those ladders, even if it's not climbing the ladder by position and promotion, but it's you building your stock and your reputation and being back in favour and 
learning and developing yourself uh, and being given more autonomy, I think you'd want to see that within the next 12 months. I think you'd want to see that you're progressing again in some fashion. You can measure value in different ways. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Even if it was like, right, come and sit on that. I still want you in on that management meeting because your contribution in it is great. Mm. Just little things like that can still give the person enough to go, look, I'm still valued. Uh, there's still a path for me, for me here. Yeah. I can still get the fulfillment I want because I've been through that process. Yeah. God, we could talk about that all day. That's really fascinating, that. But I think it's useful. And if you're listening to this podcast and you've been in this position or you're in this position, hopefully that's useful. Think about, you know, the the, the 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 side you've gone down, whether it's your choice or not. Think about how it's making you feel, challenged it or threat yeah. state, opportunity or resentment, you know, whatever it might be. Um, think about the three eyes because that's the most important thing. You are experiencing right now a lack of influence and inability to impact and an increase in insecurity. And think about those four principles. The only way out of this is to either vote with your feet, leave and find something with similar status and power or an impact or you reset by accepting your new level of influence by acknowledging why it's happened or by acknowledging you don't have the skills and the knowledge Own it. get some clarity over your new contribution and what that means does that align with your purpose is it going to float your boat and give you some fulfillment and number four start building that trust room pour and go again yeah if you do that you've got a good fighting chance agree Awesome. Scott Morrison enjoyed that, did you? Yes, I did. It's a good, good, good um, topic. And I think you're right. There's going to be a lot of people who will be in this situation and thinking, oh, how do I deal with it? So hopefully cast a few ideas for them. Awesome. Scott, thank you very much. And we'll be back shortly with another T2 Hubcast.